Lord, here we believe in the Bible. We believe it's the authority. We believe contrary to what statistic declares that many are questioning whether the Bible is indeed the Word of God or it's just stories to teach and traditions of a religious sect. We believe it is the very breath of God according to Timothy. As Paul declared to his young protege that you've known the scriptures from a youth and in those scriptures it is the breath of God and it teaches you to live righteously to be trained to be instructed on life and so we believe that the Bible is the very breath of God so allow him to breathe on you this morning is that okay allow the wind of the spirit to breathe on you this morning my name is Pastor Rowan my lovely wife and I have been given the privilege of leading this great congregation into God's purpose for their lives. We don't take that lightly. We believe it's an honor. We believe that the pastors of the past have labored. They have been faithful and we are standing on their labor. So we understand that great men and women of God have graced this pulpit and have positioned us right here where we can step and receive our harvest. So we honor them. We honor those men and ladies who have labored. And so God has seen it fit that my wife and I, through the leadership of our board and many here who provide ministry to you so you can enjoy the comforts of being a Christian, we thank God for all of those from our media team to those who set up their refreshments out in the narthex, to those who greet you when you come in, to every single one that labors and leads your children. We don't have children's ministry, we have ministry to children uh, because we believe that there's a difference. One is program-driven, children's ministry, but ministry to children is present, presence-driven, that we believe they need ministry time. And so in the midst of the cupcakes and the cutting out of different things, we trust that they're receiving the presence of God so they can live boldly and live righteously in these last days. How many of you want to have your children in an environment like that? I thank God that Gallimah Place is not the only church that provides that ministry. We thank God for all the other ministries in this wonderful city called Marion. And the city of which you live and pay your taxes and pay rent or pay your mortgage or however you uh, live. We just declare God's blessing over that city as well. And we believe that these are strategic times that we are living in. We truly believe that God has an answer for every question. We believe he is the answer to every problem. And so then the preaching of God's word must always reflect on Jesus Christ. It is good to tell stories for they grab your attention, but without the anointing, it is simply just motivation. And so here at the gathering place, we truly lean on the anointing of God. For some of you that have grown in a culture where it's not politically correct to say certain words like the blood um, folks are confused now what that really is and so not to think we drink blood and confuse everybody we just believe simply looking at the cross is what makes the crossover <laughs> possible and so someone died for you and that's why we talk about the blood and his name is Jesus and so there's no other name we search all over couldn't find nobody. <laughs> we looked in the bottle and couldn't find the answer at the end of 
the alcohol. We, we just couldn't find the answer there. So, so we decided that we're going to trust in Jesus because he passionately pursued us. <laughs> and so the month of August, the Lord has laid it upon my heart to lead you, his beautiful creation, into his next assignment. Um, through our gifted media uh, ministry, uh, led by, uh, by, by Larry, and we put videos out there as best as we can to get your attention, not to get as many likes, but for you to actually um, pray and come and agree with us that that's the direction God wants us to get. But someone commented on one of the videos, and they said these words, and it just really warmed my heart, and they said, I'm excited for what God is doing, I'm paraphrasing now, and I'm excited for the apostolic teaching that we get through the leadership of Pastor Rowe. It's as if his message is built on each one every single month. And so I'm excited for this month. And that's truly my heart, is to build you up in your most holy faith. And so we build on our messages. And we believe that this place is filled with people who just don't realize yet that they need to be here. It's really all it is. <laughs> Nothing wrong we're doing. Amen, somebody. We're just, we're pressing in until... Do they recognize they have a seat? Um, we're going to keep pressing until they get here because it's not about the gathering place. God is so much bigger than the gathering place. And that's why we need faith. I'm trying to get to my text, but the Holy Spirit is just leading me. <laughs> Amen, somebody. This is not squirrel. This is spirit. Amen. And so God is bigger than the gathering place and it requires us to be humble and have humility and to thank him for every blessing that we have. I believe there is a saying, count your blessings, name them one by one and see what the Lord has done. And uh, we can often say, and this is bringing us back to old school, I, 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 I thank God for giving me breath and I thank him that I can get out of bed and I thank him for the breath that I can breathe. I just thank him for, for life. I just thank him for my wife. I thank him for my children. I, I thank him for my employment. Now that's a difficult one, but I thank him for my employment. <laughs> I thank him for the sun and the moon. And I, and I thank him that when the Hubble telescope gets another revelation and it surprises scientists, the church says we already knew that. Welcome to the club. For he just simply said, the stars. For there's no other name. <laughs> Come on. There's just no other name. I just say stars. <laughs> and every time science gets another revelation, the church says, we already knew that. Now let me give you who it's all about. It's about Jesus Christ. And so we're going to press it now for the next few moments we have together in the a sermon series titled Name Brand or, or Brand Name. Um, how this series, and get your Bibles and turn to Isaiah 46, verse 3 to 5. And we're going we're gonna to read there, and then I want you, if you can do two things at one time, go to Genesis 32. Genesis 32. Name Brand is the, is the theme of, of the month of August. Um, my birthday. Oops, sorry, how did that come out there? Sorry. <laughs> 
that in my notes? Sorry. I don't know where that came from, but, but the month of August. Um, real good month, and amen. It, it made my other, uh, made my other brothers happy. Amen. Ro was born, and um, uh, and so for the month of August, we're going to press into name brand, uh, and it's interesting because the worship team, I don't think they knew this, but what the Lord was doing. Let me just share with you prophetically what the Lord was doing in the last uh, hour and so as you were pressed into worship. Okay, can I just reveal to you what he was doing? It wasn't just a bunch of people up here singing. Um, they were actually connecting heaven on earth. And while they were doing that, the revelation that God was, was given was this. There are four Sundays in August. And, if, and, I, and I pray you come to every single one of these messages if, if possible. But, but if there's one that you don't want to miss, it's the August 21st uh, message the August 21st message. If, if there's everyone that you want to be here for, uh, it's that message because a generation is going to make a declaration. And I need you to be here to support the generation that's to come. I need you to support the generation that's here to come. And so we want to declare as children go back to school that there's no other name. There's no other name. And, and so the four messages, the first one is today, and it's called, What is Your Name? Uh, the second one is called, What is His Name? The third message, or the theme of it, is, Names Will Never Hurt Me. And then the fourth message, and this is where I want to share with you the revelation of what God was doing for the last hour and so. He said, Ron, I want you to end today with the last message and then I'm going to rewind and bring you back to what is your name the final message is called no other name and they didn't know that they're singing pressing into the last sermon because God is saying I'm going to finish today and then rewind and start over when Rome comes to preach so God has confirmed his anointing on this sermon series by saying there's no other name no other name and just a, a brief introduction, just, just a trailer, just, just a little bit, so, so, so you can know that I, I, I don't want to miss this message, is, is as I was looking at Luke chapter 1, um, the naming of John the Baptist, and I was going to preach him today, and God says, no, he needs to be, he, he needs to be the, the last message, because he was the forerunner of Jesus, no other name. He says, you can't have John the Baptist now. Have him at the end where there's no other name. And if you know the story of the naming of John the Baptist, understand that his father's name wasn't John. That, that his name was a different name. Zacharias was his name. And he went into the presence of God, and a miracle happened while he was doing a work for God. There's a point right there. In doing the work of God, he got a revelation of God, of his destiny, of his seed. And he says, you shall call his name John. And so at the birth of John, his father was silent, couldn't speak. And when they asked him, what should we call his name? Should we follow tradition? 
He says, no, there's no other name. He's got to be called John. Because he's the forerunner for no other name. Jesus. And so when the mothers got together, no other name got to no other name. And when you get in the middle of that, things inside of you, destiny inside of you, will start to leap and come alive because there's no other name. So when you declare the name of Jesus, there's no other name. Things that are inside of you that you think are dead, no, they're alive. They're alive. They're alive. Amen. Amen. Are you at Isaiah 46, 3 to 5 yet? Someone shout, I'm there, Pastor Ro. Amen. Amen. So name brand. So here is the word of the Lord. And we ask God's blessing upon the reading of his word. The NIV translation says, listen to me, you descendants of Jacob. Underline that. Make a note of that in your Bible. If you write in your Bible or you have a smartphone, put your finger on there until it highlights and go over there and hit bold. All the remnants of the people of Israel. So he begins the prophet Isaiah by saying, listen to me, I've got a prophetic word. He gives his audience, you descendants of Jacob and all the remnants of the people of Israel. On one hand, he says, Jacob, descendants, and then the other, he says, the people of Israel. Jacob, the person, Israel, the nation. You whom I have upheld since your birth and have carried, have carried since you were born. We've got some wordplay going on here. we got since your birth, and then we have, I've carried you since you were born. And verse 4, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. Someone says it. I, I am he. he. Oh, there's so much packed in this thing. It's like dynamite. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you, and I will carry you, I will sustain you, and I will rescue you. Someone say, park it right there. Come on, put that car in park. Take your foot off the brake, roll down the window, let go, come on, the convertible, and just park it right there for a moment. That ought to get you so excited. I have made you, I will carry you, I will sustain you, I will rescue you. Over this side. I have made you, I will carry you, I will sustain you, and I will rescue you. To the people in the middle, I have made you, I will carry you, I will sustain you, and I will rescue you. Over here, I have made you, I have carried you, I will sustain you, and I will rescue you. Those who are listening to this message, God is saying, I have made you, I will carry you, I will sustain you, I will rescue you. For there's no other name. Then at the end of that declaration, he then now begins name brand, or brand name. And he says, with whom will you compare me or count me? As Walmart says, equate. But God says, equal. To whom will you liken me that we may be compared? Name brand, or brand name. I told you earlier that this message was birthed because I had to get a procedure uh, and I was told to pick up this particular product. 
And so I'm given instructions by my physician. And so I go to the store to get this product. And as I arrived at the section in the store, I noticed then that there was uh, two types of the same product. And so I called my wife. You know, men, when you get to-do list, you call your wife and make sure it's what you wanted. Thank the Lord for phones. You can take a picture of it and send it. Is this what you're asking for? Is that particular brand? I don't know where it is. I don't know how you see that, but I'm just grabbing the first beans. Beans are beans. You know what I mean? Nope. I don't want that one. It's the one that has all of it. I'm like, okay, here's a picture of it. Is this the one you're talking about? And I said, honey, can I get the, can I get the, the, the other brand? Do I have to get the name brand? Because it, it costs more. It costs more. And what I noticed was that I looked at the product that wasn't the name brand. Up in the circle, it said compared to, and then it had the name brand. So the marketing, the majority of the marketing was the knockoff. It was the generic. It was not the name brand. But up in the corner existed the name brand so that I was able to compare then that this particular brand, excuse me, is comparable to this brand. So I went shopping before church and I went and got some products. And um, I got me some Gillette Mark III. And right beside the Gillette Mark III was the Equate triple blade disposable razors for men. And right in the corner, it says, compared, you gotta look real quick, the fine print, compared, it's compared to Mach 3, trademark. So this is Mach 3, and they're saying this product compares to this name brand product. Now on the face of it, you think it's a comparison, but this brand is legally bound to put some things on this product. So you have to flip the product around to read what they are legally bound to put. And what they have right at the end is this. This product is not manufactured or distributed by the Gillette company. Owner of the registered trademark, Mach 3. So on face value, they're saying it compares to this, but when you turn it over, it says, I've got to make a disclaimer. That what we have up in the corner is not affiliated, nor distributed, nor the trademark of the name brand. So this one is cheaper, but this is the name brand. And they look the same, but to the user, there's a difference. Now, one can argue that, no, it's the same thing, and I've used it, and that's fine. I'm not talking about whether you compare Tide or not to something else, what gets a stain out. I'm talking about to the user, to the worshiper of God. I'm talking about the individual that wants the truth. I'm talking about to the individual that recognizes that, that he, he carried me, he sustained me, he rescued me, he helped me. That's who I'm looking for. And that's the name brand that I need. I know it's going to cost me more, but thanks be to God, he paid the price. Yeah. 
so you will not win me over by economy. Oh, come on, somebody. You, you will not win me over because it's cheaper. <laughs> David said, I don't want nothing unless it costs me something. And the Bible says, if you want the neighbor and you got to deny yourself, take up the cross and you got to follow me. So body of Christ, don't get nervous, don't get weary, don't be worried. The moment you want the name brand, you're going to be an offense to everybody else. You cannot be inclusive and have the name brand. It just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. I know we want to be fair, and I know we want to be equal, but it just doesn't work that way to the user who knows the real deal. I cannot, I cannot use the knockoff. Because what you don't know is when you turn it over, there's a legal disclaimer the enemy has to make. That when you call upon the name of Jesus, he's got to let you go because he's legally has no authority in your life. Whew, come on, somebody. Uh -huh. That's why someone who's following Buddha, when they turn it around, they recognize it's not connected to the name brand. And Confucius, when they turn it around, come on, somebody. Someone say, turn it around, pastor, turn it around. Oh, you got to turn it around. Make a U-turn. You got to get back to the name brand. How many want the name brand? Uh -huh, come on. <laughs> it's going to cost you something. It is. But there's nothing like using Mach 3 on my bald head. Come on. Oh, taste and see. <laughs> that the Lord is good. And there's a noticeable difference. There's a noticeable difference. Another product that I went and, and got was allergy medicine. It's that time of the the year, it's that season. And what they write on the allergy medicine is they have a disclaimer that says it's compared to the active ingredients that's in Claritin, the allergy medicine. It's, it compares to the active ingredients, come on. So they're saying the package on the outside looks different, but we have the same ingredients on the inside. And what the enemy does is he lies to us and tells us that I know the package on the outside, it looks different. But come on, it has the same ingredients on the inside. But that devil is a liar. Come on, somebody. Because the ingredients that's in God's attributes is not in the enemy. Come on. The ingredients, God's goodness, God's kindness, God's love, God's grace. I will carry you. I will sustain you. I will rescue you. I will help you. Because I am He. And the work that I do is to destroy the works of the enemy. So listen to me. What name brand companies have to do in a competitive market is you got to spend more money on marketing. They got to win your mind so you can use their product. They got to win your mind in order for you then to win their product. For those who are, are fans of, of sports and football, 
when the Super Bowl takes place, Super Bowl championship, companies will pay up in the millions of dollars for a 30-second ad because they have a captivated audience. And they believe 30 seconds of your attention is worth... Can I preach this thing this morning? Yeah. I, I, do I have the right people here this morning? Yeah. Come on, 30 seconds of your time yeah. is worth millions, if not billions, right. to companies that realize i got to win your mind. Yeah. I've got get to get Coca-Cola so we don't have no fight here, and Pepsi in front of you so you will say, it beats, it destroys, big K. Come on, somebody. Huh? It destroys that. Can't even spell the whole word, just big K. Don't got money to spell the whole thing. Coke says it's with a C, they're like, we're gonna use a K. We don't got the money, you know what I'm saying? To, so we just got big K, you know, and everything like that. Amen, somebody. So, so name brand, name brand. And, and so what we want to do now is our first message in the series is called What Is Your Name? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up with this. So, so, so in this series, the first one is, is What Is Your Name? Go to Genesis chapter 32, please, quickly. Genesis chapter 32. We're going to look at this character that the prophet referred to in Isaiah 46. He said, listen to me, you descendants of Jacob. So why don't we just park it now and let's actually look at Jacob as we deal with this thing is what is your name? And so here it is now that Jacob is one of the patriarchs. Jacob is a household name. He's like Tide. Come on, somebody. He's like Dove. He's, he's a household name. Every time you talk about the history of the Jewish people, you have to say Abraham. You have to say Isaac. And you've got to say, hey, we've got to talk about Jacob. Jacob is a character. Jacob is a character selected by God. And so here it is now that the prophet Isaiah is speaking to a group of people that earlier they were battling between the gods of Babylon. These people were, were brought into exile because they went for the cheaper thing and they refused to worship God and so they were brought into exile. And so here are all these gods now that were in Babylon that was influencing them and connecting them. And I'm here to tell you that there's a Babylonian system. There's an, there's an Egyptian system. And I would say Babylon, I'm speaking about the spirit behind it that's trying to hold you down financially. That, that's trying to destroy things in your life, okay? Uh, now watch this now. This is seductive this thing really is. I go for procedure and, and, and so... You know, I, I, I go into the, ner- the, the doctor and says, okay, well, this time of the year, you're, you're at a certain age now, and, and, and so you have to get certain tests, you know, checked out on you. And, and that's what doctors do. They just, they just try to find stuff. And, and I'm like, okay, and you got to mentally, you know, be strong. You know what I mean? Because they're going to see one thing as, oh, there it is, and you got to rebuke that. It says no other name. You know what I mean? I would believe the report of the Lord. So, so, but in this Babylonian system, right, you know, and, and thank God for doctors, you know, that, praise God for them, Christian doctors who pray before they diagnose. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. So, so I go, and all of a sudden now, they say, okay, you have to get this procedure done. I said, okay, I don't like hospitals at all. And, and so I go, and the day before was just rough, and, 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 and I went. And on my form, it, it had these words on there, uh, a check for cancer. And I said, back the bus up right here. This is a simple procedure. Y'all better change this form. Because there is nothing wrong with me. I don't have no cancer. No other name. No other name. So a simple procedure. That means that I'm going to try to get you. I'm going to try to get you. I'm going to mess with your mind. I got 30 seconds. 
I got to get with your mind, this Babylonian system. So long story short, I get the procedure done, they change everything. Also, I get a bill now, and I'm like, I get a bill, and I'm just looking at it, and I said, well, what's going on? I said, well, the, the, the hospital didn't put the right code, so the insurance company, I don't know if they're, they're, they're working together, but, but, but there's a code you have to have, so two simple letters, a code, stood between, a code, stood between thousands of dollars and a code. Oh, you better fix that code then. You say, okay, well, we submitted the code and it still came back. You owe this money. And I said, what in the world is going on? And see, the enemy wants us then to just bow down and say, okay, I'm just going to pay it. Oh, no, the devil is, the devil is a liar. Well, that money can use to further no other name. Hmm? Come on now, I'm preaching this thing good. I'm preaching this thing good, not just good, good. And, 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 I had to now call the insurance company, who I no longer have. I said, now listen, it was the doctor who told me I had to have this thing done. There was nothing wrong with it. If you were told me it was going to cost, I would have never done it. She goes, oh, no, no, no. Our fine print says that it's when you're 50, it's covered. I said, well, I didn't know that. So you guys got to fix it. So here I am now in the midst of this Babylonian system that you want to pull from me a certain amount of dollars because of a code. And every single day the enemy tries to find a way to take money from us so we cannot further no other name. And we have to be on guard strategic with our finance, with our faith, with our friends, with our family. Listen to me, Gavin Place, and those who are visiting. Listen to me. We've got to be strategic with our faith. We've got to be strategic with our family. We've got to be strategic with our finance. We've got to be strategic with everything because the Babylonian system is trying to have us bow down to that. And so Isaiah now says, listen to me, descendants of Jacob. I'm about to bring a prophetic word to you. And if you receive this, you will be able to answer the question, what is your name? And so 32 says, that night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jebuk. And he had sent them across the stream. He sent them over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. Someone say, I'm alone. Come on, say, I'm alone. That's a good place to be. It's a great place to be alone. It's a really good place to be alone. God does his greatest work alone. And a man rustled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he rustled with the man. Jacob is a bad dude. I mean, he's wrestling with this angel, this supernatural and saying, I'm going to hold on to you until you bless me. See, when you get desperate and you realize that I've been lied to by this brand and I've got to get the name brand, I don't care if it costs my hip to be out of joint or it costs me to, to be hit someplace, as long as it is God that is holding on to me, I'm going to be okay. And so some of us hold on and say, God, I'm not letting go until you bless me and my household. I sent my wives away. I sent my children away. I sent my possessions away. All I have is you, God. This is not a vacation. This is a time for me to encounter God. 
And he says now, I'm not letting go until you bless me. Then the man said, let me go. And Jacob, I will not, and watch this now. The man asked him, after all of this encounter, the man said, what is your name? Now God is omniscient, right? He knows everything. And here it is now that this encounter was orchestrated by God. Richie, God established this. He got Jacob to a place of where he first, and we know the story of Jacob and what got him to this place. Years have gone by. He ran away. And so here he is now. God is prospering. God is blessing him. And God said, well, you got to run back into my arm. And so he's moving because God says, go back to your brother. God is the one that orchestrated this journey. And here he is now. He's in this journey. He sends everybody away. He's fearful for his life. And he now gets asked the question, what is your name? What do you mean, what's my name? Well, Jacob, if we understand the story, Jacob's name was given by his mother and his father. It was his birth name. And so in Genesis chapter 2, we see what I call the naming rights. And here it was that when God created, he said man. The Hebrew word, which means reddish, and that's why the word Adam or, or earth. God said man. He didn't give him a name. He says man. Man. And when man heard his name, he got to attention. Because he said, let's make up in my likeness and in my image. And so therefore, he says now, I'm going to give you the same abilities that I have, man. I'm going to create these animals, and I'm going to bring them to you, and whatever you name them, that's what they're going to become. And so we see the, the beginning of birthing a name. And we see it continue that it says now that after all the animals were created, and after, and after uh, the man named all the animals, there was not a suitable helper for him. So God then went back to work, and he creates, and he says, what do you want to call her? And he said, she shall be called womb man. What distinguished her is she has a womb from me. So clearly from the beginning, Moses is talking to a nation who just came out of Egyptian uh, uh, culture, Egyptian influence, and he has to straighten out their mindset of identity, who they are as a nation. And he begins with Jacob, and he wants to get him to Israel, but he's got to bring him back to Jacob first. And he said, I've got to tell you how you were birthed. Every issue, every issue is about the birth, the start of things. He said, I give you the ability to name. And so he says, now, you're called woman. You're called woman. And so here it is now that, that we have this, this thing that was ushered into the, into the earth realm of us being able to name people. And some of the names we give our children is absolutely funny sometimes. I mean, it, it's funny sometimes. In, in a culture that's become more culturally diversified, and at work, I got to be, can you spell that for me? Because you just threw letters together. I was hearing Stephen Furtick was preaching, dynamic man of God was preaching, and he wrote, I think it was L-A-A or something like that. He goes, hey, hey wait, how do you pronounce this? It was a person's name, Le-Dash, like literally the dash, L-A-Dash. That was her name, La-Dash. Seriously? 
you have a, you have a line, that's it's Ladash. Very creative. And so we have missed the impact of a name. But not in the Bible. Not in the Bible. Names were very important. And so we see the birth of Jacob. And before that, we were driving yesterday, and Danny's in the back of the car leaning in. I don't know what she's doing, but she's leaning in. And she says, hey, um, what does my name mean? And her mom answered. He said, well, Danny, it means that God's your judge. Don't let nobody judge you. And she's just prophesying over her about what her name means. And so, okay, mom's giving the prophetic. Let me give you the practical side of it. We didn't think we were going to be able to have a child. For years, we tried to have a child. One day I laid my hands on your mother's womb. And I said, in the name of Jesus, God, you are our judge. Boom, she can see. And I said, your name means God is our judge, Danielle. That's the meaning of her name. And I spoke to Danny because inside of her is a destination. I spoke to the Jacob, which will become the Israel. So what we name, and that's why men, we got to be careful what we call our wives. Because what you give them, they will produce. So they're not called female dog. Come on. They're not called that. we got to be careful what we name them. I, I, I got to hurry, I got to hurry. Someone looking at me like I got to hurry. So watch this now. So here it is now that they named Jacob. And What's important about this is Jacob now, his name means supplanter, it means deceiver. And throughout his life, he now encounters Esau. And he's the second born. And so all of a sudden now, he, he, Esau comes back and Esau's hungry. And, and Jacob steals the birthright. And on top of that now, Isaac is getting old and he has to give a blessing. Why give a blessing? Because you've got to go back to Genesis. Where the Bible says, and God says, and he blessed them. So blessing is the DNA of God when it comes to humanity. God desires to bless us. That's why in Ephesians says, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. God wants to bless us. And that's when Deuteronomy says, choose. Do you want the blessing or do you want the curse? God wants to bless us, but we're the ones that choose the knockoff. And so he says, he says, I want to bless you. I want to bless your marriage. I want to bless your seed. I want to bless everything about you. I want to bless you, young man, so you can be a blessing. So that was his DNA. And that's why, that's why Jacob went back and says, what I want is that what my daddy gave me because the way I got it from my daddy was deceptive. I don't want it the way my daddy gave it to me. I don't want it that way. I now want an encounter with God that's authentic and that's the name brand. I want you to bless me. Take me back to the Genesis where you said, and God blessed them. And so Jacob Ian, was wealthy, but he lacked something. And Jacob had a great relationship, but he lacked something. Because in his life, as long as you called him Jacob, Laban was going to deceive him. As long as you called him Jacob, he was going to be living what we call the secret sin. Successful, but secret sin. Known to everybody, but secret sin. 
And what happens now, we get in the garden, and here it is now. Here is now where the enemy was successful in getting Adam and getting uh, the, the man and the woman to, to, to look at this thing. And all of a sudden, the Bible says that when God made them, they were naked, but there was no shame. They were naked, but they were not ashamed because they were in the covering of the beautiful blessing of Almighty God. And so relationships were healthy. And I'm here to tell you the reason why relationships fail and the reason why relationships are destroyed is because of a secret sin. I tell my girls all the time, don't keep secrets. Don't keep secrets. It'll destroy you. And so we see the first part where Adam and Eve looked at each other and they now were naked and they hid from each other. That's called guilt. Guilt of what they did. God wasn't the picture yet. It was just between man and woman. That's all it was. Friendships. That there's guilt there. And then all of a sudden, God shows up to bring a blessing. God shows up, the name brand, to bring a blessing. And all of a sudden, now they hit from God, and that is what we call, ready? Now, now watch this now. The Hebrew word for name sounds like the word shame. It's spelled differently, but its sound is pronounced shame. So when Jacob heard the question, what is your name? He didn't hear that. He heard, what'd you say? What is my shame? And so as the body of Christ, because we're, we're, we're on this particular product, that, that, that is not the real thing. We're hearing the lies of the enemy that say, what is your shame? What, what is your shame? Is it, is it the failures? Is that your shame? Or, or, or is, it, is it the secret sin of, of pornography? Is, is that what is your, your shame? Or is it, is it that addiction? Is that your shame? Or, or, or what about this? That abortion? Is that your shame? Is it, is it that abuse by that man, by that woman, by the person you trust? Is is that, is that your shame or is it your past like Jacob? What did you ask God? What is my shame? It sounds so close to what is your name, but, but I'm hearing is what is your shame? And, and so we, though we're not physically sitting here, we've been here. And, and as you're looking at these words, you, either you've been here or you know people have been here or I know, there are places we, we have been and so we have, it affects our family and, and it affects it affects the affairs of, of our lives huh? and so here we are now we 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 heard what is God are you asking me what is my shame and that's why you got to know the voice of God because God's asking that question is because it's, it's that secret sin that when we allow that secret sin to, to develop it becomes into shame but once you stop hiding from God, once I stop hiding from God and says, God, no, 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 there's no other name but the name of Jesus. And I want the name brand. I want the product that will last, that's been tested, that's been tried, that works every single time. It's tide may get the stain out, but it's the blood that gets the sin out. Come on, somebody. And so we must understand, I want to be washed by the blood. I know it offends some people and they may think we're cannibals, but no, we're not. We're Christ followers who are saying, I've got to get the sin out and I have to be washed by the blood of Jesus. Oh, I'm feeling this thing in my toes. 
about to kick my shoes off. Amen, somebody. And so here it is now. Here it is. And what that leads to now, it leads to a life of shame. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which way you went. It doesn't matter what direction you went. We all end up right here seated at a place called shame. And what has happened is this. The world now, God used to be a household name. Everyone used to have the big, huge Bible on their coffee table. Remember that? Boom! Big. And now every institution you can go to, they're trying to take away the name of Jesus. Because here's why. A secret society always has secret sins. Oh, gosh. Come on, I'm preaching this thing. On Facebook, listen. The secret society always has secret sins. And what they did was this. Because now they want to stay in their sin and not get their sin washed away. Here's what they did now. They said, what did you ask me, God? Did you say, what is, what is your shame? No, God must have said, what is your fame? Because the same word in the Hebrew also can refer to fame. Because when you read Noah, he had three sons. And one of those sons' name was shame. S-H, which means name. Oh, God. And it was through that lineage, oh, my gosh, that Abram, oh, good God, came through. So he says now, did you say what is what is your fame? And Paul writes in Ephesians 5.12, he says, listen, those things done in secret. Those things are secret. They're shameful. Don't do that. Expose them to the light. Expose them to the word of God. Get to the name brand so you can be saved. You can be delivered. You can be healed. God has come to restore the nation, not destroy this nation. It's because of our choices. If we want to live in a secret sin society, then we're going to have to suffer the consequences of that. But the church, we are the light. We're supposed to expose all that. And what happens now, the world says, I have no remedy for your failures, for your addiction, for your past, for your family struggles, for your affairs, for your abortion, for your abuse, for your pornography, and the list goes on and on and on. I have no solution except one. Let's make shame become fame. In Genesis chapter 11, it says this, let's build a name for ourselves in Genesis chapter 11. And what they did was they said, well, we can't handle the past, so what we do, we have to elevate shame. And so we took our past and we put it on top of this one, and then we took our addiction and we put it on top of this one, and we then took and we looked and we took our failures and we put it on top of this one, and we said, well, this is what we'll do now. This is what we'll do. If we cannot get rid of our shame, we'll make it our fame. And we have to give it a name, so we'll call it community. Oh, good God. And so for years, they've been fighting the church. And with their secret sin, meet with politicians, come on, somebody. Just like they did in the time of Jesus, to be able to get that name to be crucified. That's what they've been doing. And we have sat back and looked, and we've said, oh, the knockoff is not that bad. Because the culture is accepting my shame and so therefore it's got to become my fame and so we 
we look over here too and, and we have to build a name for ourselves, right? And so we're one language and we're one people, our culture, open borders, come on somebody, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to, we're going to allow everything to come in and we're going to allow that spirit to come in and what happens is, what happens now, what happens is not only, not only death to America, it's God, death to the kingdom. And we've elevated shame and we give it a name and it's called community. And you can't touch community without being offensive. So when you bring your gospel, it's got to be hate because it's destroying our fame. In church, the shame is right in front of us. So we must ask the question in this prophetic time. God, what are you asking? Ask one more time. Someone say one more time. God is asking one more time. What is your name? Genesis 32, we continue on. It says, that night Jacob got up and took his two wives and his two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed the ford. And he sent them across the stream. He went over with all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. A man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw they could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched and he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go. It is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Someone say, bless me, God. Bless me with a name brand, God. Bless me with a name brand. The man asked, what is your name? And Jacob, he answered, I hear you clearly now. My name is Deceiver. My name, my name, my name is Jacob. And watch God now. He says, I cannot have you in my presence with shame because you allow it to become your fame and you'll destroy yourself. So he said in verse 26, then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Because you have struggled with God and you have prevailed. You have struggled with God and you broke down your altar. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Come take a seat. I was blessed to be a blessing. Come take a seat. I was blessed to be a blessing. Come take your seat. I was blessed to be a blessing. I'm no longer, I'm no longer, I'm no longer Jacob. I know that's what my mom called me, my daddy called me, but I'm no longer that because my heavenly father says my name is Prince. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And as kind as they are, and as loving as they are, they couldn't deal with my shame because maybe some of them were the cause of my shame. Oh, God. I didn't ask you, mommy, to, to, to do this. But you had influence over my life, and you're the one who told me to go, and you're going to make the meal. You told me to go into daddy. That's what you told me. You told me to go into him. It was you, mom. So, so you, you, you can't be my source. I've got to send my wives away. They can't satisfy me. As intimate as I can be with my wife, they can't satisfy. As intimate as I can be with somebody, they can't satisfy. I've got to be alone. This one is between me and God. Between me and God. And he sits here, and he now says, he's destroyed it. And watch what he says now. He says, Jacob then says, My name is Israel, 
I met with God face to face and I didn't die. And here he now said, hold on. The power of a name, Isaiah 40, 26. And for those who have been keeping their heads down because of shame, Isaiah now says, lift up your eyes. In Isaiah 40, 26. And look to the heavens. Who created all these? Who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by? Oh, come on, say bye. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. So he was saying to Jacob that I know every time you heard your name Jacob, it brought you back to what your parents and what happened to you. But when I say Israel now, see the one who created all these things. It's my might. It's my power. It's my influence. And I'm the one because Jacob is a person, descendants of Jacob, but Israel is a nation. And I've blessed you to be a blessing. And that's why next week, you don't want to miss this message. When we declare God bless America, we must say that because what we're saying is we make a declaration not as an individual but as a nation and that's why we've got to get involved and disrupt your secret sin because it will kill you it'll kill you and I know they're saying you can't deal with private issues and, and issues of morality and I know they're telling you whatever people want to do is their lifestyle no I cannot allow you to believe the lies of the enemy your marriage will work out. Your kids will get saved. Your house will be blessed. Because God has given you a name. Let me wrap with this now. Thank you so much for your patience. Now watch this. Now watch this now. He then asked the question. Jacob asked the question. Well, what is your name? What is your name? But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. Then they blessed him there. Fast forward, we're in with this now. Jacob has an encounter with face to face with God. He now realizes his name is Israel. The love of his life is having one more child. She's pushing through. Rachel was barren and Leah was just producing. And it says now, in the condition of which Rachel found herself, in a hard labor. And as a church gathering place, we've gone through some hard labor stuff. In your marriage, you've gone through some hard labor. In your business, you've gone through some hard labor. With your children, you've gone through some hard labor. And you're tempted to go to this product and to say, I can't pay the price for this one. So I've got to name it based on my condition and the culture in which we live in. And so Rachel, as she is breathing her last breath, says, call his name Benaiah. Because of hard labor, I produced this child for you, Jacob. And Jacob remembered, he says, no! I can't release that into the atmosphere. His name will not be called hard labor. His name will be called Benjamin. Son of my right hand, the blessing. And God is saying to you, what is your name? And he said, you are my sons and daughters of my right hand. 
for you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus and you are blessed above everything else and because you're seated at the right hand I can, I can, I can bless you now and so when we say God bless America we are declaring America get back to your position get back to your position exalt the name brand when the Bible used to be in every home and everybody used to declare the things of God and business would not open on Sunday why because name brand prevailed and now all hell sorry if I offended someone H-E double hockey stick is broken loose because we have allowed the fame and we celebrate sin and crucify righteousness because we're not hearing God say what is your name and so I end with this with every head bowed every eyes closed this song that goes about five minutes it says this I am no longer a slave to fear for I am a child of God every head bowed every eyes closed run it and let the song minister to you. For the worship team will learn the song. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with song of deliverance from my enemies till all my
Cause his face to shine upon you. In Jesus' name, you are blessed. Enjoy your day. But you're blessed to be a blessing. What is your name? God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next week. In Jesus' name, amen.